This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I am Sean Anderson, your host, and alongside me is Ricky Whitmer. Hey, guys. And Dave Oster. I'm still here. Dave is still here. We got four straight weeks of Dave, and, you know, we couldn't be more happy. Is this four? I was going to say three. I don't know. Who cares? We, we lost count. I, yeah. we lost I've been count. here so many times, you guys just don't even keep track of it. Sure, that's it. <laughs> I think that's that might it. be it. I think, I, think we don't, I think we're just accepting that Dave will be here. Anyways, we're going to jump in. We're going to be talking about the Western Conference Finals. We're going to talk about how the Thunder match up with the Warriors. Then we're going to look into our crystal ball and try to predict the NBA lottery. And then we're going to wrap it up with NBA coaching vacancies because coaches keep going left and right. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Well, I mean, and part of me feels like Bulls fans are like, why not us? Why, why can't we get, like, what, why does Scott Skiles have to leave the Magic? Why can't Hoiberg leave the Bulls? Because he just got <laughs> here. God. He's got there this. There are some people are, are that believe to, he should leave, though. That's are we up I'm to saying. six teams? I, I think so. Yeah. Wow. like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 get into that later on. Before we jump in, I do want to mention that we do have a Patreon page, and it is, it is up and running. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. You can go on there, check out our goals and rewards, and if you do want to support us in a special way, go out and check us out on Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash Podcast. If you are interested in the podcast we put out right now, you might be interested in the Patreon-exclusive podcast that does change every week. And uh, right now, this month, we do have me... Ricky and Dave all on the podcast, and we kind of shoot the shit for over an hour, and it was pretty fun to listen to and pretty fun to to, to actually record. So if that does interest you, you could check us out at patreon.com slash Podcast. But we're going to jump into the Western Conference Finals. The Thunder, su- not surprisingly in my mind, because I, I thought they had it in them, but... Kind of surprisingly. The, I'm going to say surprisingly. Well, the Spurs were my, f- my my favorite to win it, and I was like, oh, the Spurs are so good. I feel so like good. we handed it over to the Spurs like midway through the series, too. I No, I think we handed it over to the uh, Spurs midway got LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, midway during the season where I said, <laughs> yeah, I think the Spurs are going to win it all. So I, I don't know. I mean, it was surprising that they won not only in, you know, just one, but also they won in six and they looked dominant. They looked fantastic. It was a weird roller coaster of a series, too, because, I mean, that game one where they absolutely got shit on. I mean, OKC just took it and it was mm-hmm. it was bizarre. I was like, oh, man, this is over. Like, I can't wait to get to the finals. And then all of a sudden it was like, Game after game, they just kept pressing, and it was fantastic because they kept getting better. Well, for me, what it was was early on in the series in game like one and two, and even before the series, everyone was saying, oh, well, what the Spurs are going to do is they're going to use their bigs of Duncan and West and Aldridge and just focus on that weakness of the Thunder, and Thunder ain't going to find it, and the Spurs are just going to chip away at that weakness. Well, then the stash came out, and Steven Adams and Cantor, and Adams was like, no, I'm shutting the door on you. I'm going to be effective for the Thunder. And I'm going to say, I know Westbrook and Katie have been great, but without Adams, they don't even get past the Spurs. Well, I don't think anyone's arguing with that. I, no. I, don't, I, don't, think, I don't think anyone's arguing that it, Westbrook and Durant can't do this alone. I mean, it, it, we've seen this before, mm-hmm. and we've seen this also like when LeBron used to be in Cleveland. Like He couldn't do it by himself. He needed that extra help, and obviously— you know, with KD, KD's a phenomenal guy, but also he's getting guarded by Kawhi Leonard, 
So obviously there's going to be times where KD's going to be silenced because Kawhi's the best defender in the NBA. So, I mean, I look at that, and you obviously need help. And Adams and Cantor, when they acquired Cantor, I believe it was the last trade deadline, you know, people were kind of questioning it. But now he finally found his offensive side. And, you know, Cantor's more of the offensive guy there, and then Adams is that defensive guru there. And, I mean, they, they pair phenomenally, and those are the twin towers down there. I mean, they look fantastic. And now looking at the Warriors, do you think the Warriors have the bigs to really stop those two? Yeah, uh, I mean, with really? me, the guy I would look at, the guy who's going to be the wild card for the Warriors, and I know Dave hates him, but it's going to be Draymond Green. He's going to be the key for this series because kind of like how you said Kawhi shut down Kevin Durant because he's the most defensive, best defensive player in the series. Right. Well, Draymond's on the other side of it. Defensively for the Thunder, he gives them an option where it's like, okay, who are we going to put on him and who's going to guard him? Because I feel like you can't look at Draymond and go, okay, KD, get him every single time. But also, I mean, can Draymond cover a guy like, you know, I mean, Steven Adams isn't effective from the offensive side, so you don't really need to put, you can put Bogut on him. But can he shut down a canter who's 6'11"? I, mean, I he... think they may even put Draymond on Westbrook for a little bit. There's no way Draymond can keep up with Westbrook. Not There's like no one-on-one each Westbrook and every time. Westbrook absolutely but... destroyed the Spurs because of his athleticism. There's no, I mean, Draymond's they're athletic. Gonna, they're going to throw different, wrong. what I'm saying is they're going to throw different looks at Westbrook. And I wouldn't be surprised if a couple times, okay, Draymond, because of his athleticism and his defense, hey, give him a different look. Let's give him a big guy right now. See what he He'll does blow there. Right past him. I wouldn't say he'd blow right past <laughs> I him. Would. But well, I mean, Westbrook is it. so undervalued. Because like, we all know the Warriors aren't going to say, okay, Steph, you get Westbrook it's every Clay. single time. No, yeah. they're, they're going to have to trade off with Clay because I mean, you got to keep West. You got to keep uh, Steph fresh, and you put your one on there too. And it's like uh, the where mm-hmm. what's what's worth it for you if you put clay on him you might get a it's a closer matchup but at the same time you have a fresh st- Steph on the other side of the court it's like with Jordan Jordan never played one on one with the best offensive weapon he unless always, you pissed him off and he's like fuck well, it I'm yeah taking this he, kid he to tells school. Sky to move over yeah <laughs> the, the one thing I look at though I mean you're talking about who's going to cut you know guard Westbrook but they they've done a good job in the three they matchups have. this season of guarding him the guy they can't guard is KD right. KD put up 40 37 and 32 his lowest scoring output was 32 in the three matchups I mean that's ridiculous well how are they going to stop him can Barnes keep up with him no <laughs> it's I mean proven, I think no. that's yeah. They're, they're going to have to get creative on defense. I think they're going to end up swinging Draymond over. I was help just going to say Draymond. They absolutely like, have to. And they could put Draymond like the times where he's not, because you got to give Westbrook different looks, but it's going to be, it's going to turn into, okay, Draymond. It's going to be Draymond. Using Katie. him differently yeah. on defense. I think you're right. He's I feel the like X-factor. when we get to the third game, though, it's going to be Draymond versus KD, mano y mano, because Barnes ain't going to be able to handle KD. And the thing with this Thunder team. It was kind of funny. The one game they lost against the Mavericks, everyone's like, oh, well, KD can't hit a shot in that game, missed a ton. And it's like ever since, this Thunder team had said, hey, fuck you guys. Yeah, and I think even on top of that, just as far as this offensive dynamic goes, seeing Westbrook change into, he tried to go pass heavy. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get the ball moving more because he's starting to realize, and I don't know if he totally accepts it, but he's starting to realize that when he shoots the ball more, chances of winning doesn't go up with it it goes down so maybe he's taking a little bit better criticism there and moving the ball around to some of these other guys you mentioned that about Westbrook the one game where I think everyone sticks out between these two was the game where Steph hit the game winner from half court where they won 121 118 in overtime 
Russ went 0 for 6 from 3, so, I mean, obviously he needs to hold back from there, and if he took, you know, six of those shots inside the arc, then that would have changed that game completely. So, I mean, looking at this, Westbrook is going to need to be just be smarter with the ball and be able to, you know, be able to know what time to shoot because he was still effective in that game. He scored 26 points. KD scored 37. Your boy Abaka scored 15, but they really couldn't keep up with, you know, Steph's output of 46 and Clay's output of 32. And that's going to be the thing. Clay and Steph, if they can be vintage Clay and Steph, it's going to be which Batman and Robin are better. The ones from OKC or the ones from uh, the Golden City. And even in that game, too, I mean, Draymond went 0 for 8 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, he was two. almost a non-factor. Well, he, But he, he wasn't, though, because he had 14 rebounds and 14 assists, so he was still getting it done oh, with that versatility. Gosh. Almost. He was un, he was uh, unaffected shooting. But still, I mean, looking at this team, the Thunder can do it, but, I mean, they still went 0 and 3 against the Warriors in, in the regular season. But... That 0-3 didn't have their dynamic duo down low with Cantor and Adams. They played very little together during the regular season. Mm -hmm. So now that they've kind of emerged as this dynamic duo, and, you know, one kind of covers up for each other's uh, shortcomings, you know, Cantor with the offense and uh, Adams with the defense. Well, and that's the perfect reason why I feel like in this series— Yes, the Warriors have done for two straight series, win two, lose one, win two, but this one's going to six or seven. This series is going to be a hard-fought series, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it, Warriors in six. I think I think the, I think it's going to go to seven, but I think the Warriors are still going to win. I think this Warriors team just is too much, and I think Steph is just too much. I mean, I know Wes is Westbrook is fantastic on defense, but I mean, it, this is Steph fucking Curry. I mean, this is the best player in the mm-hmm. NBA. I don't care if it's the you know, MVP, the unanimous MVP. I, yeah, and I don't care if this is like the best player in a soft NBA. He's still playing in the NBA. And he's still the best player in the NBA. So you, it, whether it's a soft NBA, whether it's you know well, the, the it's, Jordan NBA, he's still a phenomenal player. And not, I don't care what you say. What, what it's era? It's not necessarily soft. It's basically the way I see it is he's the best player in the you can't hand check NBA. Soft. It's it's this NBA. It's I don't give we it. We want that athleticism. We want that shooting. And we like offense. We if don't he like was, defense okay. anymore. If he was in the NBA in the 90s, he could still stand 40 feet from the basket no, and know. take a jump shot and right, make it. Right. It doesn't matter if it's this NBA or the, the mm-hmm. other NBA because Jordan can't come out and like forearm, forearm in the face. He's still going to get called on a Yeah, but he'd still lose out on all his you know athleticism, quickness to the yeah, hole. That's, I mean, that's a big part of his game that people underrate. True, but I mean, he's still got the shooting aspect. But I, I, I Either way, I I'm going saying. miracle upset here. I think OKC is going to win the series in seven. I think they've are, they're going to go with the hardest possible playoff route in history. Like I don't know any other team who's going to beat a 67-win team, a 73-win team, and they're going to the championship against the Cavs. I think it's going to be ridiculous. I, I just I like how Dave just I completely lo- rode off yep. the Heat or the Raptors at oh, this yeah, point. The, I, recording those on don't Saturday. fucking matter. That and I also like he completely rode off Dirk. Come on, man. <laughs> if you want to call that a series, you can call it a series. Dude, dude, Hall of Famer Dirk Nowitzki. He was. Yeah, Dirk, Dirk will be. Don't, don't put on some, like, you know, d- condescending tone there. Dirk is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But anyway, I, I didn't on. mean no. I mean, come on. It's Dirk Alicious. I'm already, sorry. Up to this point, point, I've cursed damn near every team that I've talked about. We already lost our Minnesota fanhood. Everyone <laughs> in Minnesota because fucking hates us. Because we don't watch them. Mi- yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota. Minnesota hates us, so uh, we already lost Minnesota. We don't Bro, need do to you leave. even watch them? Yeah, we don't even need to leave Dallas. Which hurts because I'm a purple people 
leader. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm being shunned by my own people, but that's that's unfortunate. No, the, the way I see this series mapping out is here's what's going to happen. Ricky prediction time. All right, bold so, predictions. Warriors are going to take the first two. Shocker, they're in the Oracle. Then we're going to come back to OKC, just like in Warrior fashion this postseason. They lose Game Three. The Thunder will have enough momentum from that Game Three to win Game Four. We go two two back to the Oracle. The Oracle is packed. It's like so loud. The Warriors win, and then Game Six, the Thunder are basically. It's a tough game, but Steph Curry shows up, miraculous three to win the game, and they move to the finals. I'm gonna take just the Warriors winning in a hard fall. I think I think it's gonna come down to you know Game Seven, and I think it's gonna come down to a buzzer beater. I think KD's gonna come out, and KD's gonna be you know. MVP KD when he won the MVP I think he's going to be ridiculous I mean his lowest output against the Warriors was 32 points I don't think Harrison Barnes can keep up with him I don't think anyone on this team for the Warriors can keep up with him defensively I think KD's going to dominate this matchup because I think Draymond's a fantastic defender but I don't think he has the athleticism to keep up with KD and KD's just so long it's it's un, it's unfair so I think KD's just going to bully it and I think I think that he's going to win three games by himself at least and I think the Thunder can push it I don't think Dave's too too far off by saying I'm, yeah, I'm no, I respectfully disagree with you Ricky I, I don't think that the Thunder are going to get rolled over the way you're making them out to be because think about this this is a hot team they're a healthy team well, I'm just and saying... they got everything coming up green at the right time for them meanwhile you've got a team over there in Golden State where lingering injuries and they've played a lot of Minutes with the wrong guys out there. Think about it. Sean Livingston's played more minutes this year already than he's used to. Well, I'm not saying they're going to get like bullied over in the first two games. I'm just saying the Warriors are going to win the first two at the Oracle, and then down 0-2, the Thunder are going to be like, "Fuck it, we got like if we lose this game, we're done because we're not coming back." Look at the Boston regular season Red though. Style. They, every game was so close. Yeah, down no, to the line. and I'm not saying it's not going to be like that. And I'm that just was saying, 100% versus 100%. I'm and just, now OKC's taken to another level. I'm just and saying, I don't think Golden State has evolved that much I since think then. At the Oracle. Until I am proven otherwise, I'm fucking giving it to Boston Celtics. It to the, the Oracle. Boston no, Celtics, I'm talking thanks, in the playoffs. Thanks, in the thanks. playoffs, they have yet to lose in the Oracle. So okay, I'm they played the fucking them. Rockets. So woo, I mean, hard so? I mean, look look at the series against the Trailblazers. Yeah, the Trailblazers played them tough. I know they're nothing like the Thunder, but they played them tough. And still, the Warriors said, "Get out of here, little Lillard." You, you, I love Lillard, but I hate okay, that I have to say that Lillard's great. But also, you're going up against two of the top five no, players in and, the NBA, and Russell and, Westbrook. And, and, and I'm not, wait, wait, and I'm not saying that. Like I said, I'm not saying that the Warriors are going to come and win by thirty game one. I'm just saying they're going to win at the Oracle because they're going to protect their home court and the Thunder are going to protect their home court until game six. Look, I'm, no disrespect to the Trailblazers, but they tried to play guard for guard with Golden State. You're not going to win that matchup. They almost did, though. That was no, the miraculous No, they didn't thing. almost win that Look matchup. Look at the score. They were in every single game. They did not almost win that matchup. They, almost, they kept in it because of Steph's health. There's a difference between that and trying to play CJ and Lillard versus Clay and Steph. Huge difference. What was the OKC, other plan, though, okay. for no, Portland? No, no, no. What I'm saying is OKC is a different matchup, and that's why it's going to give them a problem. OKC has different dynamics. Their team is completely laid out differently. I mean, we haven't even talked about Serge Ibaka this entire time as a he defensive presence. Once. Well, I just did that because you hate Ibaka. I mean, Ibaka, if, if he can be effective shooting, I think that's going to be different because obviously he's, he's great at stuffing the lane. I think Ibaka can be fantastic when it's going up against Draymond, at least when Draymond's going down low. I think 
Draymond could still beat him athletically just because of you know Draymond's athletic uh, athletic abilities and versatility. But I think the thing that Dave mentioned that really sticks out is the lingering issues. If Steph goes down, the Warriors are screwed. I don't care. You know, I, I, yeah, I know how as, great Clay is. As I know how great Draymond is. I know how great Iguodala can be. I know how great Barnes can be. But you will not win this series if Steph can't stay healthy. But the thing is. You know, you saw the difference that Steph is, and you mentioned you know going guard against guard uh, for the Warriors. They did guard against guard in overtime when one of those games was close. Steph put up 17 in overtime. The best thing about this Warriors team, and the reason why they are the closest thing right now that we will ever see to the '90s Bulls that I know me and Dave just we we all loved it, is because they've overcome adversity. Steph goes down. Doesn't matter. We lost game three against the Rockets. We were supposed to sweep them. They come back. They handle the Trailblazers until Steph comes back. Livingston gets kicked out. And Curry's like, well, fuck it. I'm on one leg, but I'm going to put the team on my back, dude. And I'm going to score 17 in overtime. I'm sorry. I was not to say I'm not overly impressed. I'm not really that impressed by what they've done so far in this playoffs. They beat down two mediocre teams. And compared to OKC, who went seven, who, who took it. To six, I'm sorry, I almost said seven, with San Antonio. That's a real series. See, That's the, the best teams matching up. And Golden State is a tier above San Antonio, a, and I understand that. But still, when you have OKC come in there and just do work, take them to six, and they outshined them, they wore down uh, all the bigs from San Antonio. Kawhi obviously was shown wearing down over the series. His offensive ability at home wasn't showing. Tim Duncan was a non-factor till the end. They proved themselves in this playoff run against one of the best teams already. Golden State hasn't done that. Golden see, State's beaten down side two okay teams. I can see the Rockets, but the Trailblazers, like, they are no they, pushover. They yeah. are no pushover to do what they did against the Clippers and then come in and play go toe-to-toe with the Warriors to where with there, the injured Warriors. there are experts that have said, you know what, this is the most exciting 4-1 series that I've ever seen. Okay, but the the, the Portland or the, the Trailblazers are kind of like the Pistons where, you know, it was an exciting matchup and but they're still like pieces away. I mean, no, the, no. the Portland, the thing Portland that's didn't di- have a the shot. The thing here. that's different totally about that is the Trailblazers led at halftime and led in the games more than Detroit had led over the Cavaliers. Well, that's one of the things we got to worry about with OKC is giving up leads in the fourth. That's that's like kryptonite for them, and I, I've got some serious fears about that. The one thing I want to mention, though, is when the Spurs beat the Warriors, I, I think it was when it was at, at San Antonio, they won 88-79 or 89-78 or something like that. The thing that they did well was switching on the pick and roll and you know having a big just get in Steph's face beyond the arc. I think that the Thunder can do that and will take pieces from there and you know put Adams out there and you know at, at least make Steph drive here. I think that you know the Thunder have enough versatility in their offense and I think the big men are going to provide such a you know such a discrepancy that this is going to 7 no matter what and I think just because the War- we haven't seen a team like the Warriors before I think that's just what's going to give the Warriors an edge but again I'm not too like you know set on that the Warriors are going to win. I think the Thunder can do this. Well, I'm not saying that, oh, the Thunder are immediately done. I'm saying I think the Warriors are going to win it. But you just go back to the point that I made at the very beginning of our podcast. Who's the key piece for the Warriors in this season? Draymond Green. He's the one in this series because they're going to get a hand up on Steph. They're going to get in Klay Thompson's face. 
What's Draymond going to do? That's the key for the Warriors. I think the key is more just Steph, and it's weird saying that the MVP is the, the key, but I mean he's the MVP for no, a reason. He, he's the most valuable is he, player. Is he? Because LeBron thinks he's the that most, he should be the MVP. He's the most valuable player. I mean, looking at him when he's healthy, this team is just worlds different. I mean, this team is you know way dyna- more dynamic. I mean, this team has a guy who can just score at will. So looking at this team, I mean, Steph's going to be the X factor as long as he stays healthy. I mean, if he stays healthy, then the Warriors are going to win. I don't. I, it, whether it's in six, seven, four, or five, Five, I don't care. The, the right. Warriors are going to win right, right, right. if Steph is healthy. But again, that's a, a big lingering issue if Steph can be healthy because he got injured twice already in the, in the playoffs. If, the, the big concern I have for OKC, not only the fourth quarter thing, but if Steph draws Russell Westbrook into a like big dick contest with shots, like we're just fucked. OKC yeah. is going to lose that because I can see it going to Westbrook's head. He's like, oh, he made a three. I'll take a three. He made a three. I'll take. He'll try to go shot for shot. I'm gonna bring, if he if he doesn't keep his maturity level up mm-hmm. and his basketball IQ up. I'm gonna bring an example from Dave. You'll be happy to hear that I finally did watch this magic moment finally. last night. And this, you just saying that made me think of a microcosm in that thirty for thirty where it was Shaq Elijah one, and Shaq was like, I couldn't get in his head. I'd make a shot, and Elijah one would be like, good post move. Would have went to the middle. And it's like he's like he was in my head before I even got in his head. Steph, I know Steph isn't like a Reggie Miller. I'm gonna trash talk you kind of a guy, but Russell Westbrook could be the guy that is easily invoked into like Dave said, big dick contest. Let's see who's bigger. I I think that West could do that, but I I think ultimately I think just Steph is gonna it, Steph is gonna win whether he's getting in someone's head or not. I mean Steph is just gonna you know be more effective here. I think that the Warriors are gonna win in seven. Like I said, I mean you you're saying Warriors in six though. Yeah. Did we did we persuade you? No no no. Say the, seven. The way I see it is like I said, two two series after four teams winning in their home stadiums. Game five in the Oracle Warriors win that game, and then close it out because they don't want to come back to the Oracle. And Dave's going Thunder in seven. I do just want to mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. one thing. The biggest key for the Thunder getting here is Billy Donovan. Fuck you, Scotty Brooks. But anyways, we're going to go well now put. over to the lottery where Scotty Brooks, now Wizards, do not have a pick. Uh, we're going to go and talk about who we think is going to get the number one overall pick, who we think the top three is going to be, and then ultimately, is there a team you know five below that can really sneak up and kind of take that, that number one? Because... Honestly, this isn't like, you know, we can look at past history or we can look at stats. This mm-hmm. is literally at random and at chance. We Ricky, s- do you want to go tinfoil hat on this one? Yeah. Oh, no, I've said my whole thing. It's I think that the Lakers are getting the number one pick. you got Luke Walton as your head coach. You, The tank commander did his job and got you in the situation to at least have the second most amount of uh, ping pong balls uh, rolling around there, but... I think that the league is going to hand the Lakers the number one pick, Sixers. You can get the second. And then maybe the Timberwolves at the three. Hey, Thibodeau, have a nice shiny toy at three. And the Celtics get fucked. I, I honestly, I don't, oh, think, wow. I don't think it's going to be, you know, tinfoil hat here conspiracy. You know, we're going to get, you know, biggest, because, you know, we're going to get the biggest market here in Minnesota, the number three <laughs> pick. It's, it's either going to be the Lakers or the Celtics to get the one. I think. So you think there's no shot at Philly getting two picks? No, there is no shot that Philly gets two picks because guess what? The tank commander did his job, Dave, and the Lakers are keeping their pick. 
Case in point. The tank commander did his job getting him into second place. They didn't yeah, even need to do his hey, full hey, job. No, all he had failing. to do all he had to do was get him in the top three to keep that pick. Well, yeah, that's but if he, everything rolls out the right way. I mean, who knows? It's percentage chance. Who knows? Who knows? They boss? Have a, okay, so they're gonna get the number one. They pick. have a, Thanks, Dave. They have for, a 50, uh, my point. All right, they have a fifty five percent chance of staying in the top three. The Lakers do so. Odds are in your favor, but there is still a forty five point two percent of them falling out. I think the number one is going to be Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is finally going to, you know, get its get it what it wanted. I think they're going to make the pick of Ben Simmons. And they're Simmons. going to go out and no, no, they need another big. Yeah, <laughs> they need a big. <laughs> if he's Medina. not seven feet, we don't want him on. They're going to no, get Dragon Bender. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think number one is going to be Philly. Trusting the plan. I think number four or two is actually going to be Phoenix. I think Phoenix is going to make a jump up, jump. and then I think the Lakers are going to take three, and then Boston's going to fall such to a four. Hu- that'd be such a huge drop off. If if LA drops out of the the Ben Simmons mm-hmm. and Ingram, like I feel like that's almost a failure. I do want to say though, because I was on Snapchat, we had someone asking like, "Hey, I have a question about the Lakers," and it's like, "All right, well, what if we take the third? If we the, he he said the Lakers, like he was basically saying mm-hmm. that the Lakers are getting the third overall pick no matter what. So I mean, I, I don't know what what that was from, but it, I think he was just saying like, you know. The, do the situation where the Lakers are getting the number three overall pick no matter what. So and he was like, should we trade it for Devin Booker? And I was like, that's way too much value for Devin Booker. But I was trying to I, I was trying to see his po- point here. But the thing is, is like, you know, they need a small forward or they need a big really because you need a, need someone to protect the paint. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think they'll go with Bender. So the Lakers are kind of in a place where they might actually want to trade that and get it out of it. And maybe they go for a boogie be- to get a big because well, the thing is at three. Because Simmons and Ingram are off the board one two. Right. Yeah. Who do you who do you find that needs a shooter but wants Murray over heel? A lot of teams the because Timberwolves. Murray's better. That's the team I look at because Boston they're the one too. Yeah, but the thing with Boston Don't I'm just he, gonna throw up there is what if Boston got the number one pick? They might. What I, if their what if their ping pong balls Brad Stevens oh, would literally blow a load everywhere? No, no, no. Does, <laughs> Does Jersey just fucking riot if that happens? Because it's I've, their pick. I feel like they have to. <laughs> I mean, uh, Brooklyn, Ricky, Brooklyn. Oh, I'm sorry. Come I'm on. living in the, the, uh, the, the New Kerry Jersey Nets. Yeah. Oh, showing your age there. <laughs> but no, I think I think that would just be the ultimate like final stamp of like, man, you guys fucked up. <laughs> man, Billy King is fucking stupid. <laughs> Billy King is dumb. I don't know. I Brad just, Stevens would be excited. I Shiny think, new toy. Yeah, I think I think we would really just screw over the NBA if is if Toronto got the number one pick, a team that made it almost to the Eastern Conference Finals or you know was a top team in the East and then they got the number one over pick. I mean they're they're sitting at nine there with one point nine percent chance happening. I don't think it's going to happen. But I'm ju- again, I'm you know, just saying it's happened once before when the Bulls had a point eight percent chance. Oh my but god, it can happen again. But, I'm, but, yeah, but <laughs> I think, but, I think but, 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 other no. than that, I mean. Whoever goes number one, whoever gets the number one, uh, you know, pick is going to go Ben Simmons, no matter it's what. It's Ben Simmons I mean, Ingram, so it's really who who's the best fit for after that. And I think honestly, if the Lakers get that, I agree with you. They should trade back. If someone like the Timberwolves or even the Pelicans make that jump up, they got a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. That that's fantastic news for them. I think if if Boston gets it, they're getting Murray, and they're just they're just Danny Age is gonna go sit in his comfy nice bed and just be like, yeah, I fucking done right here. <laughs> I, I just I think if if any team gets the third overall pick, they're gonna be happy because they're gonna either get Bender if they need a big like uh, you know a team like Phoenix and be happy there, 
or you're going to be Boston who needs a shooter, you're going to get Murray there, or you're even going to be the Timberwolves who could go with a bender. Well, and I mean, we don't want to talk Kat. about the Timberwolves. So yeah. let's, let's not well, plan things. I'm going to remember, Sean, we don't watch their game. But anyways, <laughs> you know, you could put Cat back at the five, or you keep Cat in the five or four, and then put Bender at the five or four. You can make those interchangeable. But then if you need a shooter, you can bring in a Murray or a Heald, whoever you feel. Like. You know who'd be a perfect team for the number three pick? Who? The Suns. And the reason why I say that is everybody in their mock drafts. You've had it. Ford's had it. Pelton's had it. Dragon Bender going to the sun. Say it, Dave. Dragon Bender. Yeah, I knew he wanted to say it, but I they... held myself back so hard. Too. I tried. <laughs> I was. I was just like, just say it. Say it. Yeah, say just it. say it. That's why I paused. I'm like, just go ahead, Dave. Say it. I know you want to. But the thing with Bender is he's fallen off recently on some of the big boards for literally no reason. Well, no, it's not entirely. He got his first start and played 11 minutes and only scored one point. So a lot of scouts are. Kind of weary about that. So what the Suns can do is if they get the three and they want to take Bender, they can look at a team at either the four or the five and say, "What's your price for Murray? What's your price for uh, how often that do shooter? teams trade back yeah. very short amounts in the NBA drafts? Though, like usually you see them drop from like but uh, in five this situ- to twelve. But five in this 15. situation, they would have to because Bender's not going to fall right, that that's what far. I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean, you'd have to find a team who really, really, and really may- wants. I think it. maybe I'm coming in with the NFL mindset. Yeah, I think you, you are. see that I think a lot yeah. in the NFL. I think it's right. the NFL mindset. I think Phoenix is going to take who they want, and that's it. Because you can't get four fours and a five. You know, <laughs> yeah, you can't get a ton of value. You can't get like you can't Belichick th- or yeah. Ryan Pace. I need seven second round picks. <laughs> we'll give you our, you know, we'll give you our third overall pick for your fourth overall pick and a second rounder in twenty twenty nine. That's you know top fifteen protected. What a steal! You're telling yeah. me we're not going to see uh, the picks traded and then uh, three firsts. And it's like, how did you get three firsts? Well, I asked for six. We're not going to see that. Oh no, my God. I, I mean, who, who's your? You, you're sticking with Philly at number one, right? I, I think no. I, I've got the Lakers. You're uh, putting on the tinfoil I'm too. Who? I'm Tank with Commander right here. Right here, we got it. Tank Commander <laughs> did his job. I'm sorry. Uh, as far as the NBA goes, they've already dicked over the Lakers once they've by taking dicked away. O- dicked over Luke Walton, too, by not giving him well, any wins. Well, Luke Walton. Or a coach of the year. That, that's the thing. I, I was going back to the CP3 yeah, thing. Yeah, that too. That, that forced the abomination that. of Steve Nash. Um, I, I think they owe them. As far as organizations go, I feel like the Lakers are owed one by the NBA, so they're going to get the one. Mm-hmm. Who's then, your Who's your two and three? Then I got Philly, and I, I'm with I'm with you. I got Boston falling out. I want the Suns in at three. I think that's how it's going to go down. I'm actually going to I switched. I'm going to go Lakers one, Boston two, Suns three. Oh, okay, uh, you're, so Sixers Philly's falling four. out. To Sixers four. at the four. So the, oh my god! So, wow. you know, so you get your fourth pick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. How many ones have they had? <laughs> I think Philly's gonna get. It's Benson. true. How many ones have the Sixers had? I mean, it's been 20 years mm-hmm. since they've had a one overall. It seems like it's just not gonna happen. I think Philly's gonna get it this time. I think Philly's gonna get it because it's happened so many times. Does in that 2K. mean? Does that mean Ben oh. Simmons is the uh, the next uh, AI in uh, superstar status? Well, he's going to be the next AI in the sense that he's uh, joining him in the Philadelphia Sixers over number one overall pick. But no, he's not like a five nine point guard. No, no, I'm saying superstar. <laughs> Weirdly enough, exactly, wow, Sean. When, I was, when I was thinking of the question, I'm like, man, people are going to call me an idiot if I say is he the next AI. But so I'm saying like superstar status. Well, yeah, no, I mean, AI took over the game. He was a he was such an icon and a difference maker because of his size, because of his speed, because of his athleticism, over. and because of the step over. So Take that, Taylor. Ben Simmons has no personality. He's like plain like hey, white, white bread. bread. Yeah, like, he's white bread. Oh my god, he is. I mean, I 
that might be coming off as racist. The, but, the man I mean, is not polarizing. No, he's not, and he's not. You know, practice. He's not. He's not. He's not a guy who's going to come out and, and, and call we out. We're not talking about practice. He's not going to call out a, a, a unanimous MVP saying he's not valuable like the LeBron. Unanimous he's MVP not, he, don't talk about practice. Well, well that oh my you're, God. you're just crossing over things. Yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons is still a fantastic player. I think he's going to sell jerseys, but uh, you know, I don't think he's going. I think he's going to kind of be like a, a, a Steph, where he's going to maybe develop a per- personality, but he's going to be quiet. Right at, at the first yeah. at the first part. I think Philly's going to get their number one overall pick. I think that the Lakers are going to get the number two overall pick, and then I think Phoenix is actually going to jump into the third spot there. But I think that it's going to be a fun draft. And if anyone that's going to jump up and anyone who's owed anything, Sacramento's rebranding. They have a new coach. They already have a star in place. They're getting a new arena. If you're going to look for anyone to really jump up star into in the place, top though? three, I'm saying Sacramento jumps up into the top Do three. Do they really have a star in place, though? Because I feel like that star is uh, going to get moved. They're trying to keep that star in a, in a, a, value, in a somewhat kind of valuable market in California. Which and it is kind of Los somewhat Angeles. valuable. Wow. Somewhat, that's, somewhat kind could of Could you be more like rock solid on that opinion? Well, <laughs> it's in Los, it's near Los Angeles, but it's not Los Angeles. And it's kind of valuable, but it's not really that valuable because <laughs> the GM sucks. So. Hey, at least they have now uh, free Jaeger bombs in Sacramento. Uh, they got free Jaeger bombs Because wow. the Jaeger coach. No. You guys got any any uh, any any dark horses so, in the so lottery? So some miracle happened where, like like you said, where the rock or the Raptors move up mm-hmm. and they're just at the top of that board. I mean, what would what would possess you to just how much hatred? Because I feel like if you're one of those top three teams and they got it, I would be like, oh fuck this shit, and absolutely. I mean, I think if I was the Lakers and get bounced out of the top three, they lose their pick. The world's over, like their whole rebuilding plan shit. Mm-hmm. Do they push like a butt? Like what? What do you do if if you get bounced? If the Lakers fall out, what yeah. do they do? I mean, I think L- they LA go hard will... for KD. They no, go hard for KD. for KD. They're not going to go for KD. if they don't get a number one pick. Okay, they throw they, no, everything. They okay, every team's going to go after KD, but KD's not going to go to K- Los Angeles. Question. I don't think so. Yeah. If, now you're going to connect. No, 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 this no, no. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. No, no, no. Oh my no. god. If the Lakers lose their first overall pick, does Jeannie fire her brother? No. Is that the thing to finally say? Because everyone's no. talking about it that sooner or later she's going to have to fire Jim. What What's the point of of Jim not getting the getting a top three pick? He literally doesn't control the balls. He doesn't control the lottery balls here. He doesn't <laughs> or his own because <laughs> he does or his own balls. But I'm just saying, like you know, he doesn't have a, a, a choice of where he goes. He doesn't, he doesn't go, have a choice of where they go. I mean, no, I don't think you get I've, fired no, if you don't get like a top that, three pick. And, and I completely agree with you. But I think that because of that, at the end of the year, I mean, you you won't have a good of a team. Your future outlooks maybe not as good. Then that's the time that he gets canned. Eventually, like people are already talking that Jeannie's got to fire her brother. I mean, Phil come back. I mean, just maybe Phil doesn't have a top fifteen. This pick, is like so maybe, really maybe, like yeah, I that's shaping the tin foil when I said yeah, Phil comes yeah, back. Yeah, now it's now it's <laughs> shaping into uh, who, who would trade up for a top top three pick or or even like what kind of crazy Kings ransom would you have to put together to get in there? It's Sacramento. It's Sacramento, it's Sacramento getting Boston's Boogie. pick for Boogie. It, wow. That or maybe even the Bulls getting it for JB. I, mean, I was going to bring it up, but I do not want to trade JB. You, well, I'm not saying trading him, but I mean, it, I'm, I'm going off rumors. And, you know, if there's a team that has a star and it's been rumored before that they're going to move him, mm-hmm. I look at Sacramento because, you know, they have Boogie and Boston it might might have a top three pick. And you look at Chicago, they have JB, and there's been rumors that Buckets might be moved. So, I mean, I look at those two teams as guys with, you know, teams with a superstar 
and you know a team like Boston that needs a, that needs a superstar. I mean, maybe Los Angeles does it with Boogie as well, but I think that if it's any it's, if it's anything, it's going to be either Los Angeles or Boston moving out for Sacramento or Chicago because Boogie gets moved or Buckets gets moved. But I, I don't see anyone else. Unless there's a sign-and-trade with DeRozan, but I don't think they can do that around draft time. So mm-hmm. I, I think those two teams are the only guys that move up. And if the Bulls move up, I think the only way they move up is if they know they can get Simmons or Ingram. I don't think they're going to go up and get Bender or Murray or yeah, Heald. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the value there. Yeah, I think I think you're, you're going to get a guy who can be the face of a franchise and not a Murray who might be... The face of a franchise it might be fantastic, or it might just be a, a great role player. In, another and, and shooter, might, yeah, it might be another shooter there. So I, I think I think if there's going to be any team, I think it's going to be the Bulls or the Sacramento Kings that move up. One, one final point I was thinking about is what kind of craziness would happen if the 76ers got three four or any anything four. Pretty That's much. going against the tinfoil hat, Dave. I know it's going against tinfoil hat, but there's a real chance. I mean, that Lakers pick if it drops out of the top three, it goes to the 76ers, and they are set. For, oh, they're set. I mean, they've had so many top end picks in this in, in the last five years of NBA draft, and counting even the ones who are here, the ones who are stashed across the seas, they could get a backcourt and Dunn and Murray. And Sam Hinkie says you're welcome. What I say is fuck it, blow up the whole team, try to get all top five picks, trade Okafor, trade Embiid, trade Noel, try to get a whole new starting five in this of draft. Of pure 2016 <laughs> NBA yeah, draft. So exactly. Ben Simmons, Brandon Ingram, Chris Dunn, <laughs> Jamal Murray, and then at the Bender. five, Bender, Bender or Ellison. Because Bender's kind of a stretch four, but so is Bender's, Allison. Bender's bigger, so just go Bender in the middle. <laughs> or you trade back just go small and get Sabonis in the middle or Scale in the no, middle. It, no, I'm you got to go top, top five, five. Top okay, okay. Or, Ma- or you take Sabonis yeah. at no, five. Thon Maker. Yeah, we'll, oh, go, we'll, go, we'll go Internet's Darling and Thon <sighs> Maker. Anyways, it's going to wrap uh, up don't, that. Don't uh, start on the Thon boy. That's going to wrap up the draft lottery section. We'll go to NBA coaching vacancies, and we'll talk about this because coaches are dropping left and right. I mean, There's I, something I wrong with this. There's a coach's flu. It's like a... It's too easy to point and blame a coach at this point in the NBA. Oh, it is. A hundred percent agree with that. I mean, if you look at it, Houston's vacant, Indiana's vacant, Memphis is vacant, Orlando's vacant after just Scott Skiles said, I'm done. So we have four coaching vacancies here in Orlando, uh, Memphis, Indiana, and Houston. Who is the most Oh, and the Knicks, too. Yeah. No, they got screwed out of this the most, the Knicks. Really? Because they were probably the ones that's like, okay, we're going to get our... uh, Pick of the litter of uh, who we want to bring in. And that's like, well, great. The Kings are open. The Magic are open. This is open. That's open. Could get Luke Walton because the Lakers decided to fire uh, Byron Scott. I think they're the ones that are like, well, fuck. What are we going to do now? Well, I look at you know the Knicks, and you, you can't keep Kurt Rambis because now Melo's saying, I'm tra- I'm, yeah. you're trading me if I if you hire Kurt Rambis. But right. what if Vogel goes to Orlando? Because right now, I mean, of course that opens. It's like, okay, Vogel's going to be the top candidate. But before we're saying, oh, it's the Knicks. Well, now the Magic are open. Could that be a key player, young team for Vogel to work with? That team would be fucking stupid if Vogel went there. I mean, Vogel's a ridiculously great def- defensive coach, and you give him Alfred Payton and, and, and Oladipo. Oh my god. I mean, that's ridiculous there. And then you, you develop Aaron Gordon as a, a rim protector? I mean, shit. I mean, that, that team's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, as far as attractive teams opening, I mean, I think the oh, Magic Orlando. are definitely up there. Definitely Orlando. I mean, you even got a, a, a top 10 pick here. I I look at Orlando. I mean, that's that's the, that's the team I want to go to. I mean, sorry, Jaeger. I mean, I know you went to the Kings here and you got boogie but that's not that desirable here and you 
I, I think I think Orlando's the the key place here because I mean the Knicks you have Porzingis and Carmelo, but Carmelo's not totally happy in New York and really has never been totally happy and in New York. You work with scraps outside of that, exactly. I mean Memphis they're older and injury prone, and you don't know if Conley's staying. Indiana, you have Paul George, and that's probably the other place, but outside of Paul George, I mean, you have Monta Ellis, who's good, but, you know, he's kind of falling off. You got off. Miles, who's coming up. Yeah, you got... Who's, who's C- got some hope. You got C.J. Miles, who's... Uh, I mean, Miles Turner, I'm sorry. C.J. Miles, whatever, <laughs> role player. Miles Turner, who's coming up. You also have, uh, you know, George Hill, who's there, but... You got the Georges. Yeah, I mean, you don't really know who can be there and, you know, be there consistently. And in Houston, you have a guy in Dwight Howard, who's definitely gone, or most likely gone. Harden, who's a who's kind of a drama queen. I mean, you have a team full of you know a ton of babies Orlando is a young athletic team I mean Orlando is the place to go and I think if you're Orlando you're like hey uh Frank Vogel we'll give you a boatload of money we'll back it up and you'll get 60 million dollars in cap space and you can do whatever you want you know the weird thing about that is it's like look for the team without the star literally it's Orlando and 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 that's the weird thing we're saying that's the most attractive place to go because as a head coach I don't want to have an outspoken star because mm-hmm. now it puts me in the spotlight. It puts me under the gun because it's never going to be their fault. Look what happened with Houston. Team wasn't functioning well, and all of a sudden, you know, Dwight Harden. Dwight Harden. Yeah. Jesus. Dwight Howard. They're one now. Dwight Harden, <laughs> the combination of these two assholes, come together and speak out against their head coach, get them canned in the first two months of the year. And it's like, okay, well, that that's a thing because they're performing poorly, so we get the head coach out here. Hey, according to LeBron, that's MVP quality right there. That is. That is. That, that is that's MVP one quality. step you got to do to win the MVP. But, I mean, that's the thing. Coach fired. Carmelo already spoken out about how he mm-hmm. refuses to go with uh, Kurt, the, Rambis. Kurt Rambis. I mean, Paul George is the only non-outspoken guy out of this group that we've talked about. And even that, you kind of wonder, there's a point where he's going to be big enough to be that guy. Well, and I think another reason why we're saying the Magic is, let's be honest, some of the openings that are already out there are already kind of finding their guy. Let's be honest. Kenny. If the Rockets like get their move, Kenny Smith is going to leave TNT to go be the head That's coach. That's just bizarre. It's not going to happen. No, no, no. He's the perfect guy for that job because I think he'd be the one to actually step up to a guy like Dwight and say, hey, stop it. Stop being stupid. I don't think Dwight's going to be there, though. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying like that kind hey, of a He's got to work with hard. Or like, I think he can because Kenny Smith is the kind of person. Watch him on TNT. That's he's Charles, real. though. He's real with him. Also, what, what is Kenny Smith's coaching experience? He doesn't have coaching experience. Yeah, yeah let's look up Kenny Smith's coaching tree. Zero. Where did he come this from? Is, Zero. You know what? And sometimes sometimes that doesn't matter. Look at what um, the Grizzlies are doing. They're interviewing Patrick Ewing. Who has been an assistant coach, coach for about yeah. 10 years. No, and I'm not saying he's that he has worked with Dwight Howard before. He's another one that has never had a head coaching job. But Kenny Smith has never had a coaching job. Well, not head coach, the, hey, assistant. His job well, never that, had a coaching job. That's, be, that's because, let's look at it, Kenny Smith probably didn't want to coach at first, and now he's been on TNT. Maybe now he wants to try to jump into coaching. Doesn't mean he can't. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's going to be good. He's not no, qualified. I'm not saying he's going to be an he's NBA not. Finals winner, but he may be the best thing for the Rockets right I now. I would argue if, so hard against if that. If I was Houston, i say, all right, we're staying in state. Hey, San Antonio, you got probably you know 10 assistant coaches. Give us one well, of them. I was just gonna That's bring, what I'm saying. The guy I was going to bring up was, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his first name, but Messina, the, one of the assistant coaches, Atore. Messina. Atore. What? Why not go with him? Consultant with the Lakers, an assistant under Pop. Just, why not? Well, because you said Kenny Smith's getting the job. That's yeah. why. No, I mean a different team. <laughs> the same I'm not move even is always to go to Pop's coaching tree. Yeah, or even Doc. 
or even Doc's coaching tree, and then even to later, I want to say Pat Riley, anybody yeah. who's broken out from that tree. I know it's go, a little wider, but... You can go on the heat, too. I mean, yeah. even Spolstra, Spolstra's assistance there. I mean, also, one thing I do want to mention here, we might have another vacancy if Toronto loses. If Toronto goes out, Casey oh, might be gone. My God. Because, I mean, the, their tra- track record... I don't know. I closing he, out series, they're 0-6. I think, I, think I think he might have saved his job, though, just by winning the first two series. I don't I, know. Well, no, I'm saying if he loses the current series, if he loses Game 7, he's done. I, I, we're, we're doing this before Game mm-hmm. 7 of the uh, of the Heat Raptors. If if he loses that second series against the Heat, I think he's done. I think I think he's done. I think I think he's canned. So we might see another vi- coaching vacancy here. I think Orlando's the, the 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 most attractive thing, and I think the most attractive coach is Frank Vogel. I think those two together would be fantastic. But if we're looking, I mean, Kevin McHale is available. I was, say, I was waiting for you to bring up your boy. Oh, Kevin McHale and then Jeff Hornacek. 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 <laughs> Where's Hornacek? Yeah. I want, well, I want, want to know that. I want Hornacek to the Magic just because young team. He can really have his advantage there. I mean, he'll, he'll get ability with Aaron Gordon here. He'll be able to work with Vucevic. I just, give Hornacek a job. That's what I'm saying. I say last where, week was the pitch for the Pacers, right? Where do the Knicks perfect fit? Well, they still they still need a coach. But let's say Vogel goes to the Magic. What the hell do the Knicks do then? Because right now, to me, the Knicks are we're going to get Vogel or question mark. We boop, don't boop, know. Boop, 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 boop. Hey, anyone want Carmelo? That's what they're saying because they're going to be stuck they're with Kurt Rambis. S- they're going to they're going to be with stuck Kurt. with Kurt yeah. Rambis. They're going to be stuck with Kurt Rambis. I, I think, think that's they wouldn't bring in a right. guy. They wouldn't bring in somebody that's just not Kurt Rambis. Who are they going to bring in? That Carmelo is going to be like, yeah, this guy's going to take us somewhere. No one. Yeah, because you're not There's the no anyone one. Carmelo respects. That's about, the problem. What about David Blatt? Does he get a job? Oh, da- yeah. David Blatt should get a job. I forget about Will him, he get a job? That's what I'm saying. Should and would are two different things, Dave. Indiana, you're right. Indiana might work with him. I mean, Indiana just because he is an offensive coach, but he also you want to well, you want him with a young team, so I doubt that's going to yeah, happen. You don't want him to go to the Grizzlies. He's go, not going to Houston. If Vogel goes to New York, could Blatt be a good fit for the Magic? Oh, yeah. young team. I think, I think that's a good. Yeah. I think that's probably a good fit there too. But I think Vogel just because if the Magic are firing Scott Skiles, I'm not saying mm-hmm. Scott Skiles is a great coach, but also uh, didn't he walk? Wasn't that the thing he walked? It's kind of like it, it's. You want to air quote that walk? Yeah, it's it, it's it's kind of like Tom Coughlin, where it's like, oh, I'm retiring, but the the, the front office is kind of pushing me out too. They want to change, but Tom Coughlin also kind of wants to be done. But then he goes out and you know interviews for the Philadelphia Eagles job. That's what I kind of got with him. The Skyhouse thing was, however, you're not a fit. We're we're going to move on from you and just say you're retiring. However, there is a, and I know this is like a short video topic on CBS Sports, but. They had the discussion. Did Scott Skiles resign because of the magic interest in Dwight Howard again? God, no. I I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, you have no, Bo- no. You have but Bucevic just be, and you have just because the team is interested, Scott may have said, "Fuck it, I don't want to work with him." Maybe. I, I mean, we, we don't want to bring him back. It'd be like if you brought Shaq back after he won the titles in L.A. LeBron style. Well, I look mm-hmm. at I look at that, and I'm just trying to f- see like what coach would be like. I mean, I think any coach is just looking for a job. But I mean, Blatt right. Blatt's immediately going to be out of the question for Magic because I don't think they're going to w- want him working with Dwight Howard. Well, yeah, maybe look Kevin McH- worked with LeBron. Maybe Kevin McHale just because he has prior experience, but that didn't work out so well. Maybe a Van Gundy. I mean, maybe you, you bring in Jeff Van Gundy. I don't. I know. love how his name is getting thrown out there, and I look at it and I go, "Are people really looking at Jeff Van Gundy?" Well, that's again? what I look. That's what I think of when you say Kenny Smith's going to be the head coach for the Rockets. Yeah, yeah but are Ken- people really going to be bringing a guy yeah. who's never Kenny, been coaching? Kenny, Kenny has Smith, experience. Kenny Smith, I can see it though because of the Houston Rocket connection. 
But I mean, Van Gundy has a connection to the Magic just because his brother used to work there. I know, but I Boom. mean, with the thing with Van Gundy, maybe it's because I remember him from you know ages ago from my childhood being the coach of the Knicks and the Rockets and being like an older guy on TV. Okay, maybe this is your thing where Kenny Smith is still younger in comparison to Van Gundy. No, I think I think I see Kenny Smith, who's probably the same age as Jeff Van Gundy. I say one has coaching experience and one doesn't have coaching experience. I think Kenny Smith's just a complete stretch. Just like, hey, Charles, you want to be the head coach? I mean, oh, I, yeah, that's completely at least how is a, that completely different? there's a brain it's not. in Kenny Smith. There's there a brain in Charles brain Barkley. In, yeah, it's not on half the time. Let's be I'm just well, 75 percent of the time. It's not. On. Maybe maybe it's just a, a character he's playing. I mean, I'm not saying Jeff that. Van Gundy is older than Kenny Smith but, by three years. Oh, yeah. three oh, years. God forbid the three yep. year younger yep. you know, Kenny Smith gets the job. Th- thanks over. for clarifying that Jeff one Van for Gundy, us, Rick, who has three actually head coaching experience. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> question. Do you guys see Skiles getting picked up anytime or is he taking a break or I what? Think he's going to take a break. I, 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 don't think I have no idea what Skiles. I, I think Skiles is done. I if, mean, Skiles Maybe never... if Ewing doesn't get the Grizzly job, maybe <laughs> Skiles interviews with the Grizz. He might interview, but I, I think Skiles is done. What I about th- Indy? Does Larry bring in Skiles? I don't see the connection there. I don't see Skiles really. No, I'm not saying there's point. a connection. I'm just saying. I, I mean, we saw what Skiles, what Scott Skiles do good with is the Nothing. question. Nothing. Scott Skiles isn't that good of a coach. So, I mean, yeah. I, I look at Scott Skiles and I say, yeah, he's a lower tier head coach. He's kind of like Alvin Gentry. I mean, I don't mm. see anything special with Scott Jason Skiles. Jason Kidd? Maybe, yeah. Well, eh. <laughs> Jay Kidd's developing. Jay Kidd's a name. Um, Derek I, Fisher? He's a Derek Fisher. Thank you. Uh, I mean, Scott Skiles, he's never impressed anywhere. He didn't impress in Chicago. He didn't impress in Milwaukee. He didn't impress in Orlando. I think, God, I think I Skiles is done. Chicago. I think Scott Skiles is done. I mean, yeah, I think, I think fair. he's not going to be head coach anymore. He might go He might go to his assistant job. I mean, I he might, he might pull Mike Woodson and be a, be a, uh, an assistant head coach, and he might work out well for him. I, I, I look at Skiles, though, and I think he's done from a head coaching standpoint. I think if a team's pushing you out and saying, you know, we don't want you as your head coach, whether that's because we have interest in Dwight Howard or not, I just think it's I think it's done and over with for Scott Skiles. I mean, I, I never was impressed with him before, and I never was impressed with him, you know, after this. And looking at him, I don't see what he does well, and I don't see what he does, you know, horribly, but I just don't see him as a great head coach. Yeah, with his impact Blatt, is really minimal. Yeah, but with, like, Blatt, you see, you know, that he's been able to bring a team to a finals. He has potential. He really never got his chance. With Jeff Hornacek, you saw his potential, but then the, the GM screwed him over. Vogel's been consistent in his time with Indiana. You look at Kevin McHale, he's been good. He just wasn't, he was on a toxic team. I look at guys, and there's guys who are very qualified, and then there's Scott Skiles, where if you need, like, a, a, a short, quick guy who's an assistant, and you bring him on for an internship, or, you know, as an interim head coach, then yeah, that's when you bring in Scott Skiles as a head coach, but I don't think he's actually going to get a, yeah. a true head coaching job anymore. He could be that that hold the torch while we go find our guy that we really want yeah or, you know or he's kind of like a jb bickerstaff where you know he's like holy right, we, crap that's that's a name i haven't heard well yeah you know it's like kind of like we fire a head, head coach midway midway through the season and scott skiles is on our bench so we'll just promote him to the interim interim position or like a kurt rambus i just think i think scott skiles is done but who, what team do you think will make the dumbest move from a head coaching standpoint will it be houston will it be indiana will I it be memphis lean towards indy why is I that? I feel like Indy's going to shit the bed. Feel, I just have a feeling that Indy's either going to wait too long or there's just not that candidate out there that fits perfectly. And Larry's going to have pressure to find that guy that works for him. Or he's got someone already in mind and they just, like we said last time, promote the assistant. Okay, they don't. Who's yeah. your team? I honestly think the Grizzlies could fuck up huge. And get someone. I'm not saying. Would hiring I'm, Ewing be the fuck up? Is I, I that do, what you're talking about? I do about? think so. Yeah, I like Ewing as a coach, though. I, I think I that think he. No need... offense to the the Grizzlies org, but like, 
They're going to have to go tank commander at some point. Dude, you are so hip using the word org. Dude, no, no disrespect to the org or anything. But really, <laughs> I know, Byron I Scott. <laughs> Tank Commander 2.0. See, I, I I look at Memphis and I think that's yeah. I think I agree. Just they because it's it's a, a rebuild. It's, they're an old team. They're an unhealthy team, and they really don't have a plan laid out for how they're going to get to a championship. Marcus is a great piece, but he's older and he's he's just running on his last legs as he's been injured before. R- R- Zach Randolph is done. Zebo, yeah. Conley might not be there. You have you Conley's know, leaving. When your like, best yeah. weapon is Lance Stevenson, dude, <laughs> dude, just. That's all you got with Lance. I mean, this is a team that is. You talk about basketball hell. They're there. <laughs> they're there. I look at I look at Ewing and I kind of see him as a Wayne Gretzky. I think he's probably better off at, in a in a, in a in an, an assistant spot. I don't think he's gonna be a good. Yeah. Coach. I want I want to see what he can do as a head coach, man. Yeah, that's fair. I, mean, I do. It, I want to see fair. what Ewing can do. Maybe it's like the maybe, '90s fan. In maybe me, but I just want to see that. Maybe it's he just team. wants to see a bunch of '90s players on the court as head coaches. You want to go out and get Muggsy Bogues as a head Dude, coach? I would totally Jeff Hornacek. Jeff seriously, Hornacek. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Jeff Hornacek. Bring him in somewhere. Who else was in uh, NBA Jam? Horace Grant needs to be a head coach okay. somewhere. Dude, John Stockton. <laughs> All right. I've got to come out of Montana coaching women's <laughs> yeah. basketball. He's got to come to the NBA. Right, I'm it's look- a big promo. I'm looking Dude, into my I'm looking at my, promotion. I'm looking at my crystal ball here. Congrats, right. Houston. Houston is going to go with your boy Ewing. I think they're going to re-sign Howard, and they're going to go with Ewing because Ewing has prior experience with Dwight Howard okay. in Orlando. Then, if you look at Indiana, I think they're going to go an assistant coach, whether it's the Heat side or the Spurs. I think Larry Bird's smart enough to go with a guy who has worked under a guy who is smart enough, like a Popovich, a Spolstra, or a Riley. Then I look at New York. I think they're going to go with Rambus. I think there's not going to be a, a, you know, a guy out there that they truly are in love with and they're not going to bring in a David Blatt mainly because David Blatt does not have the you know experience to work in a, a city like New York. I look at Orlando; they're going to bring in Frank Vogel, and then Memphis is going to bring in a Spurs assistant head coach because I think that 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 office and that front office is smart enough to bring in a guy like uh, you know like bring in a guy like a Torre. So I I think that that that's those are my predictions there, and I think Dwayne Casey's going to get fired. I think the Heat are going to win Game Seven. I think Dwayne college? Casey gets canned. What yes. about college guys? Do like, we see like a Bill Self come in? No, Self built a built a I dynasty mean, they're, there. They're, He's gonna be. Because there's even stacked. rumors that Coach K could be retiring. Okay, I think no. I, I see Self is gonna try to build up his program like Coach K did. I think he's going to be a, a coach, a, I mean, a college Kansas lifer. is already there, except they kind of get bounced in the tournament. Yeah, no, but, but what I'm saying is he, he's still there, but I think he's going to be like Coach K where he stays with the program for, Until for his he whole retires. career. Until he retires. Go for yeah. the long is run, there, yeah. Is there one of these coaches in the NBA? Let's say Coach K does retire. That article that I saw on ESPN is true. Do one of these coaches say, fuck the NBA, I'm going to go coach Duke because it's fucking Duke. Brad Stevens. No, I'm talking no about the way ones would that he, go back. he wouldn't leave the Celtics. I'm talking I'm about not guys who go back, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying, also looking at. I'm, I'm looking, saying the coaches that we're talking about that don't have jobs. Oh, that that's don't have who jobs. I'm talking Scott Skiles would we be a great college about. coach. Fuck no, fuck no. <laughs> There's not gonna be there, none of those guys. Are Is he like, gonna Tim Floyd it? Yes. <laughs> go, that, that's honestly. Yep. Hornacek. Hornacek would probably be the only guy just because he was creative with could his imagine, offense, but I also don't see Duke hiring Jeff Hornacek. I was gonna say, could you imagine Hornacek at Duke? No, never. With I, the Cameron crazies behind him, Duke's gonna go with someone who who's in been in college before. Yeah, or, or in, in house. house, or they might go with Bobby Hurley. I mean, but this is this isn't a college podcast. Bring back Bobby Hurley from uh, ASU. Yeah, I mean, they're they're gonna bring with someone who knows the Duke. So pretty much Christian Leitner. Pretty pretty no. much what we're saying here is NBA coaches are gonna stay in the NBA. 
period. Nobody, you don't see any big names dipping back down. Yeah, and I don't think it's it's going to happen either way. I think a college coaches coaches are going to stay in college too. So that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Fast Break for Ricky Widmer and Dave Oster. I am Sean Anderson. If you do want to check us out on Twitter, I am at Schwarbo. Ricky is at Ricky Widmer, and Dave is at Dave underscore Don't underscore Tweet. And you can also follow Most Valuable Podcast on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod, and you can also find us on Snapchat at Snapchat or not at Snapchat at Most Valuable Pod on Snapchat. You can even check out our Patreon page where we do have a exclusive Patreon podcast. It's only a buck. If you do want to if you do want to splurge and see what we're putting out there, you can go check that out and it's it's pretty cheap to do that. So if you are interested, go on over to patreon.com slash most valuable podcast and check out that link if you are interested. But anyways that's gonna wrap it up. Thank you guys for joining me and thank you for listening and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.